I do want to address something tonight that may seem a bit strange in the beginning, but if you'll stay with me, I, I feel like the Lord has a word for some here tonight. I want to go back to that book of beginnings and read from an old and familiar passage that chronicles the fall of man. I feel like one of the things that the Lord has been doing over the last few weeks and months, I said it this morning, I believe he is doing a healing in our lives. And I believe tonight he wants to help give you a key that will catapult you and move you into a better place. Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading with verse number 1. I probably will not read all of the verses, but I'm going to conclude at verse number 15. Genesis, the third chapter. It said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, but not in the way that they had thought. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. You know the story. They hid themselves. God called out to them, Where art thou? They said, When we heard your voice, we were afraid and hid ourselves. Who told you you were naked? And all the story began to unfold. And then the Lord began to address this failure. He began to address their stumblings and their fault. Verse number 14. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between the seed and the woman, between 
thy seed and her seed. It, the literal translation said, he shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. From this setting, I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight about the road to recovery. The road to recovery. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. Genesis is a book of beginnings, but it is far more than a history lesson. There are many great truths that are found within the pages of this book of beginnings. And we see in our passage tonight the emergence of sin and man's failure. The story of sin and failure has been the same the world over from that time until now. It begins with the suggestion from an outside world. Then comes the tampering with the conscience. And then the false ideas that begin to form in the mind. And then there is that act of rebellion. We must never, ever forget how failure began. How sin came in its first showing. Sin came slithering like a snake. It came in not with a burst as the roaring lion, but it slipped in almost without knowing, imperceptible, unrecognizable until it was done. Perhaps the reason that sin has been so successful in life is because it excites the curiosity of the victim. It makes us want to know what's on the other side. Not only that, but it succeeds in deceiving us because it never, never, never shows the other side of our failure. We never see it. We see the curiosity. We see the interesting things, but we do not see the end. What we ought to be shocked at, we gaze upon, and gazing upon, we become accustomed to, and then the failure comes. I want to remind you tonight that when sin is listened to, there is always the same downward spiral that takes place. First of all, there is the distortion that comes in to our mind and comes into our hearts. Sin willfully distorts its true nature and purpose. And God only placed 
his divine veto on one tree. But sin distorted that and tried to make man believe that it was upon everything. So sin always misrepresents and it insinuates that leads to our infatuation with it. Amen. When sin begins, it begins with that distortion. It begins with the skewing of the facts and the blurring of the lines and the discoloring of the picture. And then when distortion has gotten a foothold, the next thing that follows is doubt. We begin to question whether or not God really said what he said or what he, if he meant what he said. And when we begin to question, is it necessary? Is it essential? Did God really say that? Did he really mean that? We are slipping closer and closer to that failure that is obvious to come. When we say yes to things that God says no to, we are in danger of slipping down that slippery slope. You need to listen to me tonight. You need to learn what the Lord says no to and learn how to say that in your own life. Amen. And then when sin gets down that slope a little ways, it begins to gain momentum and distortion that leads to doubt, then morphs into this state of denial. We deny, as the serpent did, the threat, that punishment that would come, the sin, the the, the, the payment that would have to be paid. And God is too good to let that happen to you. And God would never do that to someone that he loved. You shall not surely die, is what, Satan said, and then it was that slope had gotten so slippery that it was too much to regain their footing from. And then all of a sudden, the consciousness of, of what had happened began to dawn on them. They, they began to realize when they had taken of that forbidden fruit, a consciousness began to dawn on them. There was something that was lost in that moment. There was something that slipped away from them in that setting. And there was this awakening to the fact and the guilt that came and the shame and remorse that came. And then the grasping for excuses and trying to cover it up and trying to hide themselves so they cannot be discovered. Here is the picture of how sin and failure always begins and operates and how it engages itself in our life. Amen. And this is the same world over. But then God stepped in. I'm thankful for a God that doesn't leave us in our mess. Aren't you? Aren't you thankful for a God that doesn't leave us in our failure? God stepped in to action in their behalf. And what they were unsuccessful at doing in covering up their nakedness, God 
made coats of skin for them to provide them with a adequate covering for their nakedness and their shame, which was a foreshadowing of what the cost of sin would always be. It was going to take the death of something to cover me. Amen. What may die in that moment may be more than just a lamb or an animal. There were a lot of things that died that day for Adam and Eve. There were a lot of things that slipped away from them in that moment. There were a lot of things that they lost in that tragedy and in that failure. And only God, only God had the solution for them. Only God had the remedy on how they could recover from their failure and how they could get back in the place where they needed to be. And only God can still do that. Amen. Something was lost that day that could not be brought back. I wish I could impress that upon some minds tonight that are dabbling with some things in your life that you don't think's all that big a deal. I'm just telling you that there's a line that you can cross And once you cross that line, you cannot get it back. You cannot recover that. There's something that is taken away from you that you will look back for and wish that you could recover that innocence, that purity, that confidence, that trust. But it's gone. It's gone because of what we have done. There are many things that were lost in that failure relationship was fractured and the the garden was lost. The paradise was gone. This place of utter beauty that was made for them to enjoy and have dominion over, that was gone. They went out as exiles from the garden of innocence. But though they had lost that garden, they had not lost the God of that garden, because he was still there. He was still talking. He was still speaking. They lost paradise, but they didn't lose their purpose. They lost fellowship, but they were not rejected by his everlasting love. He found a way to get back. He found a way to provide for them. And he found a way to help them know how to recover from their failure. And I've come tonight to say to somebody in this building that God wants to give you a key tonight to your recovery that will help you put your feet down in the right place and know how to deal with your failure and deal with the mistakes that you have made in your life. There may be no way back to innocence, but he provided a way forward to triumph. And I want to impress that upon your mind tonight, that there may be some things that I have lost in my past, but I have not been cut off from the future and I have not been cut off from the opportunity that God provides for me to find a way back to victory amen God cursed the serpent put limitations on him put enmity between the seeds there was war that began that day that is still going on today 
And then he makes this statement. He says to the man, he shall bruise, speaking to the serpent, thy head, and you will bruise his heel. This is what I thought the Lord would want someone to hear tonight. That though you and I have made our mistakes and we have faltered in the way and we have not always lived perfectly before him and there have been times that we have shut ourselves out from much of what would make our lives so much better God has made a way for me to recover even from the worst of failure and God has made me to hope even amid what appears to be a hopeless situation and tell me that I can rise Again, I can rise again. I do have an option for recovery. Amen. Our failures separate us from a lot of things in life. There are some of you that are sitting here tonight that you're ashamed of some of the things that have gone on in your life. And that shame still has an effect on you. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to shame tonight. You need to put your foot on its head and put it in its place. I want to say to somebody here tonight that is living under a great cloud of condemnation. Oh, you've repented and you've asked God to forgive you, but you still live under the knowledge of what you did. You walked away. You turned your back. You failed him. You said something you shouldn't have said. And that cloud of condemnation hangs over you. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost, God wants you to put your foot on the head of that serpent and put it down where it belongs, under your feet. Clap your hand to the Lord and give him praise right now. Hallelujah. I may not can get back to what I was, but I can go forward to something that could possibly be even better. Amen. Why don't you say to your failure tonight, you may bite me in my heel, but I'm going to crush your head. <laughs> you may try to torment me from time to time, but I'm going to keep you where you belong. Not on my shoulder, not on my back. God sent me to tell somebody tonight that he wants to get a monkey off your back. He wants to get guilt off your back. You may have faltered and failed, uh, but that is behind you. There's something better before you. It's called redemption. It's called forgiveness. It's called mercy. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Why don't you say to your failure tonight, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, he shall be a light unto me. Why don't you say to your failure, the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all sins. Why don't you say to that mistake, I am, 
I, I am cleansed. I am washed. I am sanctified. I may not be perfect, but I am forgiven. And to me, that means more than being perfect. Hallelujah. My brother sent me an article the other day, and I didn't really get to go into depth, but the gist of it was some of the most expensive pieces of pottery that are found in the world are pieces that are made from broken vessels. They showed some of them, these huge cracks and fissures that have been filled in with gold. And the art world declares that that broken piece is more valuable than the perfect piece. Now, we can't comprehend that. That our failures, though great they may be, can be covered by blood that hides every sin. As a matter of fact, he not only hides it, the Bible said he puts it behind his back. Or he puts it in the sea of forgetfulness. I've told you this before, but I'm going to tell you it again. We have been able to probe the depth of our universe. We have sent spaceships and we have sent satellites into orbit that have gone to Mars and and beyond and there's something even further out than that but do you know to this day there's never been anybody that's ever been to, able to get to the depth of the ocean because the pressures are too great and people would die they can't even send a robot down there because the robot would dysfunction I'm just telling you God said I know how to take care of your failures I know where to put them where even the devil can't find them. You need to let that sink into your mind tonight and put your foot down and say in the name of Jesus I am redeemed. I am forgiven. In Revelation he said to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. The one that was lost in the beginning. He said, I'll give it back to you in the end. If you'll just believe me when I tell you. The serpent belongs under your foot. Not on your back. Not in your head. Not in your mind. But under your feet. Amen. I want you to notice what the devil focuses on. He focuses on your heel. Now, I'm not real smart, but I did figure this out. The heel is the back side of my foot. And it is pointed in the direction from which I came, not from where I'm going. The devil loves to drag your past up behind you all the time. That's all he's good at because he doesn't know what the future is. 
He's already condemned. He knows what his end is, but he has no future. And so he lives trying to drag you back into your past. And that's what he has attacked many of you with in this place tonight. And that's the reason you battle some of the condemnation. You get up for a little while and then you let it get to you and you just crater. You do something stupid or something you shouldn't do. And then you feel worse and then you start that cycle all over again. I'm here to tell you, you need to understand the devil is in your past. God is in your future. Make up your mind which way you're going to live. Hallelujah. I'm not living in my past. I'm not living in what was. I want to live in what can be. I want to live in what God's preparing for me. You need to make a decision today. I'm not going to be driven by my shame. I'm going to be drawn by his love. Amen. I'm not going to be eaten up with guilt. I'm going to be consumed with forgiveness. Amen. The blood of Jesus made me white as snow. Hallelujah. I am clean. I am new. I am whole. I may have been broken, but when he put me back together, he made me more valuable in my broken condition than I was in my wholeness. He has put something in me. He invested his goal in me. You can stand. I'm through. I'm timed. I'm wore out right now. read an article a while back about broken bones. A lot of people, they uh, they feel like once they break something, it is never going to be the same again. But the doctor emphatically stated that bones that heal are actually stronger than they were before they were broken. All they've discovered is what God was trying to teach man in the beginning. There's a way out of your failure. There's a way back from your mistake. Amen. You need to know where to put your feet down. You need to put it down on his head. Really good. Hallelujah. Oh, he may bite you healed, but let him bite you healed. That's where, that's where you came from. That's not where you're going. I don't know. I guess you could be crippled in your heel. I don't know. I know you can be crippled in your toes. But he can't get to my toes. He can only work on my heels. And that's why he's always back there snipping, dragging stuff back up, saying, hey, you forgot this. No, I didn't forget this. I'm leaving it. Amen. I'm going to put my foot on it. Amen. Wounded though I may be by my failures. I still have an option. And I still have the capacity to bruise his head. And you know what? There's nothing that I want to do more than that tonight. 
I want to put a bruise on his head that gives him a headache for 10 days and 10 eternities. Amen. Amen. You know what? It's just a simple story. That I may be cast out, but I'm not cast away. And I can recover from any failure if I understand the key to my recovery. And the key to my recovery is making sure I put my foot on that failure and say, you're not going to hold me any longer. Amen. I'm going forward. I'm not living defined by what I did. Some people like to bring it up. That's why Facebook's so popular because they like to... They're doing it right now with a Supreme Court judge, something that happened back when he was a high school student. It's ridiculous. We love that. I'm tired of people having to live in the past. I'm looking to the future. Amen. I'm not perfect, and I'm not saying ignore what you've done. I'm saying put it where it belongs, in the hand of God. Man, if we if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I am not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. Let me ask you a question tonight in closing. What are you going to let your life be defined by? Your past or the future? You know what? It hurts. It's painful to fail. I've had to come many times before the Lord and ask Him to forgive me for my shortcomings. And I know the condemnation. I know the whispering that the enemy likes to do in my ear. That's why you've got to get him off of your shoulder and under your feet. Amen. If Eve had done that in the beginning, we might still be in paradise. But even though it was lost in that moment, it will be regained in a day to come. Because somebody walked away from their past and started living for their future. Amen. I'm washed. Say that with me. I am now, right now, I am washed. I am new. I'm whole. (laughs) Say it again. I'm washed. I'm new. I'm whole. Come on, say it again. I'm washed. I'm new. I'm whole. I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. I have been redeemed by the blood. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Washed. 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 Wide as snow. Oh, yes. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and thank God that he's given you a future that's better than your past. Oh, yes. He's given you an opportunity to walk into a better day. 
snow. Oh, yes. Why don't you come and let's gather here at the altar right now. Oh, yes, I'm clean. I'm new, Lord. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.